going on, everybody? It's your boy, Rail, back with another review, man. This is Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, Season 2, Episode 8. Is it 8? Where am I at? Yes, Episode 8, the review. And this was a spicy one. Okay, first and foremost, I would love to start this off by saying I was 100% correct. Because, uh, yet again, I'm going to start with Jukebox. Her story is easy to tell. Been seeing it coming, so we could get that right on out the way before we get into the extra zesty, spicy shit that is to come that was in this episode. So, Jukebox. Now, I called it. I knew at some point that her mom was going to find out that she favored the fairer gender. And that was not going to ride with her church. Now, what I did not see coming was some gay exorcism. Like, I, I, I that was different. That church should be fucking torn down, fined. Uh, that's a cult. I don't know what the hell that was. And the black folks, they too damn old and grown to just think that that was a thing. I was like, what church is this? Only in New York could a church like this exist. And I know that's a fact. Because I've seen a New York pastor, a muffle woman, get robbed on camera. Y'all know who I'm talking about. That extra fly passed up in New York that's always on y'all Instagram. Yeah, that's some that's a Brooklyn ass church right there. That's a, that's a Harlem church. I, I don't know. I don't know. They're gonna pray the gay away. And I don't know. And my man's the pastor. Doing the whole, showing her sexual scenes. This is good. Man on woman. They're married. It's okay. I'm like, is they forcing an underage girl to watch pornography while trying to save her soul? I was mixed in the message. Like, I'm, I was sat there. My mouth was open. I was just like, I, I didn't know. I didn't know how to react. I didn't know. And then he was spanking her hand with a wooden spoon. I said, what the fuck is and then her mama, at the, well, you know, her mama ain't shit, clearly. She let this go down. But at least she asked the question, like, I didn't know we had to hurt her. Like, is that, should we be doing that? I don't think we should be hitting her. You want your child to burn in hell? You turned to Samuel Jackson for a second. She's like, well, no, you know, no, that's probably bad. Well, then let us beat the shit out of her with this wooden spoon. Okay, proceed. Then mom was sitting there talking about, we're going to get through this together. Now, I had a lot of issues outside of a... <laughs> gay exorcism that was i i know that should probably be the biggest issue by far but um i'm still confused as to how they found out she was gay are the streets talking she went out with a boy and then her then the the goofy face motherfucker was there smirking like yeah you know after this exorcism baby it's go time you shouldn't be gay no more you'd be all mines me and my multicolored pants like what no, but we saw Juke grow cold. She went from crying, sadness, um, like she was let down to just pure detesting of her mother. But we seen that coming. We knew that was coming. Made her burn all her dresses. She showed up all nice for one, put on all this show, and for not. For no reason. For no reason. Poor Juke. Juke has had a hard existence in these goddamn uh, seasons. Are we going to get anything good happening for Juke? Like, anything? I'll take anything. Girlfriend dead. Likely her fault. I mean, she did have the... I mean, technically it was Kanan's fault for even making the shit. But she had it. But she didn't know. 
but still, you know, dead girlfriend, then crazy ass church mom. Well, first you had Marvin beating the shit out of her, finding out she's gay. So now she's mad at Pop, seeks out a mother. Mother turns out not to be shit. So, you know, it's, uh, woo, Juke has had a tough run. I'd like anything to go well for my girl. Like, literally anything. Like, could she go buy, like, you know, a, 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 a three, a, a chopped cheese or something and, like, get a discount? And they'd be like, no, that's on the house. You look like you had a rough one. This chopped cheese is for you, Ma. Like, you go ahead and enjoy that. Like, I'll take that. I'll fucking take that. But yeah, so. And we seen uh salute to Marvin. Cause she ran and got her daddy for this shit. He jayed down on the mama. Said, What the fuck you did to my daughter? Stood up for her. Right? And I love that scene um when they got back home. But, you know, when when a girl slapped Marvin. Them, I ain't gonna lie, them anger classes worked. Because old Marvin would have fucking suplexed her right there on the street. So, thank God. Thank God it didn't happen. Juke hopped out to at least do that much. And she went in on Jesus and heaven. And so, she really just destroyed her mom out there in the street. But Marvin posed a good question to her mother. So, you so worried about sin. Tell me, is it not a sin to abandon your 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 only daughter? To just leave? Leave her to me in the streets, like, just whatever. And is it also not a sin to just be fucking on some ball player, following him in his life and not being shit? Like, all these seems pretty sinful. So, should we be, what should we do for you? These are act, these are valid questions. People, boy, you know, when you turn a mirror on the motherfucker and they got to face who they are, ooh, that's about the worst you can hurt somebody. Like, I play golf, right? That's a sport well, you basically go against yourself. Ain't nobody to be mad at. At yourself, nothing moves. Everything's standing still. The grass, the, the hill that you're going over, it doesn't all of a sudden grow and lay down. Or you don't get tackled mid-swing. You fuck up. That's on you. It's so much on you that nobody's even allowed to talk while you do the swing. <laughs> so who are you going to get mad at? You can't blame a ref or nobody. It's you versus yourself. It's a terrific game, and if you don't play it, grab yourself some clubs, stop going to Top Golf, and go do the real thing. That's my suggestion to you. But yeah, so she had to face that she sliced this relationship with her daughter to the woods. Right? That's an excellent golf reference. Excellent. Okay, I'm actually proud of myself. That's just, per usual, off the top, somebody give me something. An applause or something. That was awesome. Slicing a relationship? Like, oh. Stop it. Double, double entendre. Don't even ask me how. Like, what? Okay. But yeah, but I love the uh, conversation that Marvin had with her when she dropped when he dropped off. Like, he'd been trying so hard, and he finally got to connect back with her to the point where he was just mumbling and nervous. When he said, yeah, I hit you. And he was like, oh, no, no, not hit you like that. Like, God damn it. No, you know, I've been working. And he'd just been speaking about his... You know, the the different quotes. He's just been quoting anger management class lines and just fumbling. And, you know, you see the smile on Juke's face. Like, this dude is an idiot, but I love him because he's trying. Like, and he was there for me when this shit came. So, I like that. I've been waiting. You know what I'm saying? And I like the way Marvin handled it. He didn't press Juke too much. He just told her about her mama and left it there. Left her to find out on home. 
Because sometimes when you press the issue and they already don't fuck with you, they're just going to, you know, do more of the bad thing longer just so they can hurt you. But if you just let a motherfucker give them the facts and be like, hey, go about your day. Out my hands. But if you need me, come come get me. I got you. So, yes, Juke and Marvin back together. Love. Uh, You know who ain't back together? Oh, yeah, Kane and his little rapist girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rock ran down on that one. Come to find out she's been picking off little boys this whole time. She's a nasty fucking woman. And I love that Rock pressed her like that with the gun to the head. Famous was hilarious. He was in that hallway like, holy shit. He peeking around corners. Then he tried to duck off when he see Rock coming. Tell his ass to go to school. That I ain't gonna lie. Famous is hilarious. He's he's a funny little dude. He's just goofy. That is what that is. But <laughs> this is what I love so much about Kanan. This is so great. This is such some man shit. Now, let me tell you the things that Rock did to Kanan. Would you like to? Uh, okay, you ready? Let's do a recap. <laughs> so Rock had Kanan shoot a man. For the first time. And then threw him in the trunk and ran him out of town. Now, he comes back to find out that that man that he had her shot, not only did he not die while she's sitting there telling him it's all good, turns out that it's his actual father. So, Rock sent him to go shoot his blood father. Pretty fucked up, right? Pretty high up there in the, I should really not like my mom. You've been lying to me about who my daddy was my whole time, my whole life. And now when my real daddy pops up, you want me to pop him. I, okay, that's probably one strike. You lied and said everything was good when I'd get back. Clearly nothing is good. Then you drag me out to the woods to get some type of relationship going. And then you got two Italian gentlemen trying to kill me and my my new little white thing out in the woods. Okay, yeah, so now my life is in danger. Great, you endangered that one. Okay, cool. Um, then I wanted to go to school. I didn't want to be a gangster, but you're forcing me back into the gangster life. Then the one good dude, Symphony, that I actually liked, that I was like, you know, you're good for my mom. You're good for me. You send him packing because you're a toxic motherfucker. So there goes Symphony. Now me and him got to sneak and eat French fries and burgers when your ass ain't around. These are all cases for Kanan to be fucking upset with his mother. But is he? Nope. Still comes around us, still loves us, still hangs out. But the one time, the one time Rock actually does the right thing by Kanan. Stopping a rapist old woman from taking advantage of her son. Some fucking pedophile. He soon as he cut off soon as she cut off that pussy that he was getting, that boy went into Hulk Amania. His face turned green. He fucking hoped that was the final straw. I look, goddammit. You done told me I had a dad, then you took that dad away. You got me shooting my dad. I let all that pass. But now you fucking with my ass? Now you coming in between me and a piece of ass? Oh no. No, no, no. So I just love how that was the that was the final straw. Triggered. He exploded. You take a man's pussy away, now it's and that's just nasty. You know, it's just, but that's not even the actions of a young dude. Like, not just to that. You can't just go and say, oh, well, real, he's young. So, yeah, but you got a bunch of grown-ass men that would move exactly the same way. 
You could fuck with everything. They family, they money, this and that. But you fuck with they woman? You come in between them and some ass? Oh, my God. So, yeah, Rock really fucked up this time. Now she's taking him to the new house, and he got the twisted face. Oh, this is your house. I don't want this house. Ah, why did you do that? Why you ain't come talk to me first? Why? I liked it. She did take advantage of me. I liked it. And Rock simply said, like, oh, okay. I thought we was going to keep the truth. And then he was like, yeah. Oh, you want to talk truth? And she like, boy, if you got something to say, this is the time. I thought he was going to do it. And he just said, nice house and dip. When they going to have this conversation? So they both just going to know, but just not tell each other, like, this is the dumbest shit. Now he packing, trying to move out the crib. <laughs> Kaden is fucking something else. He had to sleep at his dad's house. And you know what? When he woke up on his dad's couch, it is so hilarious because that, Omar is my father. Like, when I had to go to my father's house on them weekends, that was the kind of breakfast you could expect. Some burnt ass toast, some orange juice, or you get the line, figure it out yourself. Boy, it ain't nothing like a, a OG dad breakfast. Nigga that don't know how to cook. Just got, That's where I learned how to eat sardines. You know, I learned how to eat a lot of things that you didn't have to prepare. <laughs> but I do love sardines, though, so salute to my pops for that one. But yeah, the nigga can't cook. And neither can Omar. So I just thought that was hilarious, because I was like, yo, this is... I just got trans. I just got like I, I I I just went back in time when I saw that. I said, "Holy shit, that is a dad breakfast right there." Like I know that breakfast, but I see that their relationship is getting tighter. Only the only bad part about Omar and Kanan's relationship is that it's always contingent upon Kanan needing something from Omar. So at some point, Omar's about to get fed up with that, and he's gonna have to address that. Like, bro. I, I understand this, but I'm just finding out, but I need to build a real relationship with you. I can't just keep getting you. You're just not going to use me as your anti-jam, like get you out the jam. Like I need something back. And that's like, I don't know. Let's get to know each other. Like, so I would wager my money that they're going to go to a sporting event. Omar seems like that type of dude. Like, okay, how do you connect with the son you just met, your teenage son? He's going to either take him to a baseball game or he's going to take him to some trash-ass Knicks basketball game. I'm willing to bet money. That's what he's going to ask for. All right, that's my hot take. Where are they going to have this conversation? But I don't know if Power got the money to set up that type of scene. So maybe they'll, I don't know, maybe they'll just use clips and make us pretend like they were out in the crowd together. I don't know. I don't know. But speaking of Omar, uh, he went ahead and snitched on Detective Nosey. Like, went to the, the captain and was like, look, she's investigating me. And I don't like it. Right? Like, you need to handle this. And then come to find out that, I don't know, when when the captain told him that the parents are looking at her, the detective, as the person who gave Nicole the drugs that killed her, I said, where the fuck is that correlation? Is that something that Omar may have told dude when they went and met? You think Omar said, yo... You should watch out for that detective that was working your case because come to find out she's been fucking with kids and doing all this. So, I don't know. If that's what Omar did to the to Nicole's dad, that's nasty work. But it's working. She deserves it. Like, she should chill. And the captain told her, the very obvious, relax. Just do your fucking job. Like, what's so hard that you don't understand? And I'm just sitting there like, yes. 
Why don't you understand? Let this go. What do you win at the end of this? Let's let's just work it out. What do you get to arrest his son now? Is that the satisfying moment? Like, oh, the person that shot you was the person that you just found out was your kid. So great. I could finally arrest this Canaan and be put at ease. And then what about your relationship with your partner? Like, I just, I don't know her motivation. I don't know what she wants to do. I don't, I don't know why she can't let this go. And then she can't, she's really, and then the, the, she threatened, her job is threatened. And what does she do immediately after? Chases down Rock in the grocery aisle and accuses her of being his CI at the age of 17 to trying to put the piece together. Now, she's a damn good detective. So we got to give her that. I know none of us watching like her because I know I don't. And I ain't seen not one of y'all supporting this woman. But she's a damn good detective. She put the pieces together, no problem. Oh, got it. Kanan is your son. Rock was your CI. Done deal. One of the, uh, it was a, a well-kept secret for many years, and she cracked it in about a couple of weeks. So she is good at her job, a little too good. But if she could just put those powers to something that actually matters, then she'd have been straight. So what do I think? I still see her dying. Like, I don't see a world. Fuck getting fired. I think I could see her getting fired, being salty and petty about the firing, and still chasing down this case while she's not a, a cop. And then in turn getting herself murdered. But nobody's going to give a shit because she's not going to be a detective no more. Like, she's not going to be on the force. So I'm going to go with that hot take. That's what's going to happen to Detective Nosy. Yes, that's what I'm rolling with. Now, let's start building up the spice levels. We got Lou up next. Him and Zazie. Okay, I hate their relationship. She seems too down with the bullshit. But we see him chase down the radio DJ and re- nicely request for uh, for spins. I mean, he did pay the man. So putting a gun in your mouth and not blowing your head off, it's pretty mild. Okay, and he said he want that goddamn song on repeat. So they got the song out there. Get back, and she talking about fucking like what is up to what's up with this woman? Why is she always on go? Like she's got an overactive libido. Like she needs to chill. Like there's business. And I hate any woman that's sitting there talking about do you know what men would do to where they have sex with me. I love when Lou just sat there and said, Yeah, okay, but I'm not other nigga, so I don't what are you saying? I don't care. I don't care. Come go. Don't you see I got bigger issues? And she think he's worried about some fucking Jamaicans. Like, no. Like, what are you talking? I was like, can we get rid of her? Does she? Please. He has a terrible choice in women. Lou is just bad at choosing the ladies. Like, that's going to be his downfall. For sure. But I guess his music career is looking up on the ups. If that's what you could call it. But uh, that's the tale of Lou this episode. That was pretty much all he had going on this episode. Now we getting spicy. Marvin rocking the mafia. Let's get straight to it. So the dummy survived. Of course he did. He just couldn't die and go away. But um, he actually is dead now. But too late. God damn it. We needed his death a little bit sooner. <clears throat> but um, the conversation between Marvin and Neek was a hilarious one because Marvin is sitting there nervous. Couldn't even light the squad. Marvin is, he's killing it. I'm sorry. I know I say this is like every review, but every time Marvin is on screen, 
the man is he's doing a hell of a job. Like he is first all season one was Patina. It was Rock. Rock was killing it on the acting side. She still brought that energy over here. She's still killing show on the acting side. But Marvin has stepped up his acting and like his enjoyability. Like you enjoy him him and his acting more than any other character over here. I don't well, I'm I'm speaking for myself. Let me not do that for all y'all, but it's just it's great. Seeing him fumble with that lighter as Neek telling him, like, yeah. So it turns out that the person murdered and you did this. And he's right down like, what you think is going to happen when he find out that his son died because of a job you sent him on? So now Marvin is fucking nervous. Right? As he should be. So I'm thinking this is the end for Neek. This is where Neek blows me. Like, I, I, I don't know now. I have no idea. This whole time from the last episode when he was speaking to Warrell about having an exit plan from Rock, right? Setting up that building she don't know about. Preparing for the day that she's finna try to whack them. So she, he's just buying his time or whatever. And I'm thinking, okay, holy shit, this is the perfect time. Neek knows that Marvin is the one that has something to do with it. So all he's got to do is go talk to the mafia boss and then get Rock up out of here. But he doesn't do that. Sure, he shows up to the Mafia boss at the funeral. He's outside with that fly-ass fur on. Nigga's been killing it. Motherfucker's very well-dressed this season. Well, no, he's been killing it for the past two seasons. Like, yeah, his wardrobe designers, they doing their thing. And we should bring that fashion back. For real, I miss that. Am I just old? But I really like that 90s shit, man. That wealthy 90s, you know what I'm saying, drug dealer feel. Like, that is, that's fly shit. I don't know. I like it. I wanted I wanted to return. But when he is questioning Neek about, yo, do you know uh, anything about this? Who my son was working for? What was he doing? Neek took the other route. He just said, no, nah, I don't know. Well, you go find out because you, you, you tend to know. You was talking to him. You kind of know things and all this. And Neek was just like, all right, yeah, I got you. And I'm like, and then he tells you know, so I'm just, I was confused why he didn't take that opportunity. So now I'm thinking Neek might be even smarter than I think he is. Like, the easy route would have been, tell him what you know. Get Rock on up out of here and claim your position. Or use that information to get yourself more leverage. Like, hey, I actually got all the answers for you, but what I need you to do for me is this and that. And I could get your son's killer. Like, or, you know, point you in the direction of why your son got killed. I can give you those answers for something. That's valuable info. The man is clearly pissed. But he didn't take that. So now I'm thinking, what the fuck is Neek doing? Maybe he's like, you know what? Why don't I stay out of this? Because A, there's a slight chance that Rock might come out of this alive or on top. So I don't want to hedge my bet with the Italian dude in Jersey just in the event that Rock somehow works this thing out so i'm gonna play the middle see who gets killed and i stayed out the way and now i'm with whoever wins if 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 the italians kill rock then i got my i got my i got her buildings and i got jersey if rock somehow takes him out or escapes this i still keep jersey 
And maybe I gain even closer favor to take her out then at a later time, my damn self, and still get both. So, yeah, I like it. I like it. Either way, nobody's trying to gun for Neek. And that's thing one, having nobody trying to kill you. So I don't know what his plan is, but if that's it, if I just created it, then, you know, good job, Neek. So now, it all comes out, and they go visit the dummy at the at the hospital. He spills all the tea about the situation, gets himself murdered. Thank God, he's fucking gone. Soon as he was like, Dominic, I told that motherfucker to stay away. It had to be Dominic. Yes, it was Dominic. He ain't gonna tell you that he shot your son, but you still got the right guy. Now, this is where it gets really good. Because... He tells Neek to set up to, to to or to send a message to say, hey, Rock, him or her need to speak 1v1, right? This is like by far my favorite scene this entire episode. So it's Rock, Lou, Marvin, and Neek in a room. And Rock has very regular questions. What does what this pizza motherfucker want from me? What why you the Italian whisperer like talking to Neek? Like you the Italian whisperer, like what does he want? and Neek sucks his teeth and just looks at Marvin and say, ask him. But my favorite line of this scene was was motherfucking uh, Rock's question to Marvin. Fuck you do, Marvin. (laughs) It felt so genuine and authentic, and it's so Marvin-like. Like, that... Fuck you do, Marvin. I died laughing. That was... It was perfect. It sums up Marvin as a character, like, fuck you do this time, like, it, of course it was Marvin, get me into some shit, explains to him, you know, they, they, then, uh, Neek tells him, like, oh, so y'all don't watch the news, and, of course, Lou watches the news, he ain't got shit to do, he ain't got no music playing in the studio, so he busts it all down, and they all find out that the snitch that snitched on Marvin is dead, and that person that was unnamed actually has a name and it's the italian boss's son so now they're like oh shit and the way patina got up the way rock got up it was like no fuck no like no like no marvin like just no because she's already dealing with shit she just made a pact with them and she knows what this conversation about to lead to she's like what the fuck this literally has nothing to do with me and here i go gotta clean up my brother's shit again I was just like, oh, I felt her pain in that one. Now, I ain't been Team Rock this season. But here, in this moment, yes, you gotta you gotta fall in the fold with her on this one. But I love the conversation that came between them two. Because it didn't make sense to me either. When he says, look, your brother has to go. My son got killed doing a job for him. And only way to make it fair is that you give up your brother and then we go back to business as usual. And the math wasn't doing the math for me either. And when and Rock was sitting there like, no, that doesn't seem like balance. How the fuck is it our fault? My brother hired your son to do a job. Your son respectfully fucked that job up got himself killed and now i'm supposed to kill my brother because of your son's fuck up i don't 
I'm not seeing a correlation. Like, what is this balance? I don't get it. And his excuse was, well, you'll, well, Marvin should have came to me. Okay. And then we wouldn't be sitting here because I would have got the job done right. Okay. But you, I mean, maybe if your son wasn't hiding shit from you, doing it on his own, like, I don't know. And then he started talking about balance. Like, well, you know what about balance? I should kill your son since my son is dead. I said, what the fuck did Cannon come from in this conversation? Dude is clearly being unreasonable. Clearly. Like, what? Wh- why? Why is he trying to potentially start this war over something she has nothing to do with that Marvin even had nothing to do with? He paid his money. He pointed out, paid his money, asked, you got this? Buddy said, yeah, I got this. You killed the motherfucker that failed the job already. The balance was in there. You did that. Where is... I'm not, So, it just seems to me like he's mad. He just wants war. So, war is what he's going to get. And I like how, you know, she. he was just like, why you got to be so tough? Like, is it because you're in the men's business? And, you know, and then The Rock gave him that whole speech about flexing. Like, I'm doing this shit for me. Like, don't worry about it. So I'm like, okay. They left that conversation. So clearly Rock knew that it was on. I wonder if she told Marvin. Because, yeah, we were right. Marvin, of course, stepped to the uh, anger management lady, trying to take her out, doing this. And here come the goons to take out Marvin. Right? The Italian goons, they they backtracking him. About to kill him. What I don't like is, I'm pretty sure, you know, it went black. Pretty sure Marvin ain't get hit. I'm willing to bet it was the anger management lady that's probably dead, and Marvin is about to be on one. So we're gonna get a we're gonna get a full on war next episode, blacks versus Italians. Where's Neat gonna be? I don't know. I think he's gonna play the cut. But what I don't understand is, is why when you got the drop on somebody, you scream, "Hey, Marvin!" Just in case you didn't know we were having guns are going to murder you, I'd like to get your attention. And by getting your attention, you may or may not be able to dodge these bullets and get out the way, but I'm going to scream your name anyway before firing these shots. Let me alert you first. I was just like, why do they do that dumb shit in movies? Hey, Marvin. And he, of course, is going to look. And if you don't shoot fast enough, nigga, boom, I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? Serpentine. Serpentine. Run, run. Serpentine. Serpentine. Can't hit that. The Serpentine's, you know, you seen Apocalypto. He was like, whoop. He saw all them boys running straight, catching arrows to the back of the throat and the head. He said, I got you. Serpentine, baby, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. Love that movie. He's the Jaguar, nigga. That's his forest. But, yeah, I don't understand that. That's the dumbest shit. So, Marvin, I'm pretty sure is okay. Who did I have? I said I had Lou dying. Right, I had Lou getting killed, Marvin going to jail. I had Lou and Rock getting killed, and Marvin going to jail. Right? Yeah, I think that's what I had. I think I'm gonna stick to that. I'm not gonna change it, even though they just tried to pop Marvin. He's the he's the enforcer out the group, and I don't see him going that easily. He got bodies to drop. He ain't dropped no bodies in a long time, so I think they finna unleash uh pre anger management Marvin, which would be very entertaining. But yeah, this was a good episode. I have to give it probably eight and a half, nine out of ten. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect. It had its overly dramatic moments. Kanan was overacting. He could have doubted back some. I understand you lost some ass. I get it. I get it, young man. But 
were doing too much facial acting on the screen. It was just a little too much. It was a little too heavy. But he did a good job. So I'm going to let it slide. But I can't give it a 10. Okay, every everything got to be hidden. Juke, on the other hand, held it down. Who won this episode? Obviously Marvin. Obviously. He won this episode for me. But with that, man, until next week, protect your health, yourself, your wealth, your boy Rail is out of here. Peace. Yo, I know I don't need no introduction, but y'all know who it is, man. It's your boy, Hollywood Rail, And I appreciate you for sliding through and watching these videos. But you know what I need from you? All right, if you ain't already, I need you to like this and subscribe this, man. We at 1,000 trying to get to two, all right? Push it for your boy. Get them algorithms up. So when it comes to that subscribe button...